we at? Where we at? Bojack. In every slingo, I miss and mingle with my gringo. It was just me and my dog, his name was Bingo. B I N G O 35 Extendo Road. Fancy footwork was tapping on it with my tippy. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. This is episode 97, and we have a very special episode in store for y'all. Actually, a series of very special episodes in store, but more on that in a moment. Let me go ahead and introduce my co-hosts. As always, Tom, welcome to the show. How are you, bud? Good afternoon. I am very well. Thank you, Matt. Happy to hear. And Travis, how are you, man? I am doing great. Looking very forward to this exercise. Me too. So let's just dive right into it. So in anticipation of our 100th episode, we are going to be running down each of our personal top 100 films of all time. And this first segment is going to cover films 100 through 76. So there will be four episodes culminating in episode 100 with our top 25. Uh, before we dive into the actual lists, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the method. Was it scientific? Was it emotional? How did it go? The exercise itself, how has it been? Talk to me. Who wants to go first? Me? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so it is kind of a difficult exercise. Um, I mainly started with all of my top five, or all of my five-star movies on Letterboxd and whittled them down. Um, it was pretty easy to make like a top 20 or so, but once you get past that, the ranking or ordering of them gets pretty difficult and pretty arbitrary. If uh, I made this list six months from now, it'd probably be pretty different and, you know, might even have some different titles on it. I didn't do a lot of rewatching and I didn't try and get too uh, pressured by like classic movies or important movies. I really tried to focus on movies that I love. I want this to be a very personal list and i was not afraid to put newer movies on it as well i think that pretty much sums up my list making nice i'll piggyback on that a little bit so i definitely would say for sure when i first started making the list there was a definite recency bias as far as films released in the last 20 years and i trust I tried to clean that up a little bit. Like, I still want the list to be my favorite films, but we've been doing this podcast for four and a half years, and we've been covering lots of new releases and watching stuff, right? So just by virtue of that, a lot of my movie watching has been newer releases. So I, I kind of tried to look at the bigger picture using my like five-star films on Letterboxd as like a jumping-off point, right? But I was looking at some of those five-star movies, and I was like... I don't like the fits more than predator. This is fucked. You know what I mean? Like, so I very quickly realized that I couldn't just go based off of that, but, um, definitely going for a vibe in mine, you know, like, so are you saying that you have non five star movies on your list, Matt? Mm, mm, yes, <laughs> there are a few, there are a few. 
But if you rewatch them, you would probably re-rate them a five? Not necessarily. Okay. Are there any non-five-star movies higher than five-star movies? Yes. Oh, no. We're already <laughs> off on the wrong <laughs> So I think top 100, I think for me anyway, at least the way I approach it, it's a mixture of what I think are the best films, but also my favorite films. You know what I mean? Like, by and large, I'm mostly going based off of quality, but there are some movies on here that I just couldn't exclude because they've just been such a huge part of my life. And while I can recognize that they're not, like, perfect movies, um, I have to give them recognition you know like they belong on my list this is my top 100 it don't make sense as you hear some of oh. some of those picks you'll know what they are if they're go. your favorites they should be five stars <laughs> you'll i you'll will say. also say that bef- before tom goes that i did try and make it an interesting list um and so that like i didn't try and put too many movies from the same director unless I really felt strongly about them. Mm -hmm. And I tried to have a good mix of genres. Um, I don't really, I think I have one documentary on the list. So I did try and come up with like a a eclectic 100. You picked the octopus Um, teacher too? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we'll, we'll get into it as the picks go on. Very cool. All right. What about you, Tom? Well, um, you know, the recency bias thing for me is definitely real. I think part of that is you appreciate a movie more when you talk about it with somebody else. And uh, this mm-hmm. is where I talk about movies. So um, a lot of it is either more recent films, especially from you know the last 10, 20 years, and then films from my childhood that I have a ton of nostalgia for. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of others that just sort of, you know, I came across along the way. I did not have a catalog of entries that I think is as uh, thorough as yours, um, either of yours. So I had to do some searching through other people's lists just to remember some movies that I had. I didn't top have reviewed. I didn't <laughs> right. go through IMDb top two fifty, but I did find some letterbox <laughs> lists that uh, that kind of achieved the same thing. And then. Um, Definitely have some four and a halves in here. Almost had some like three and a halves that I just love. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, Tom. And then, uh, for example, you mentioned Predator and I was like, holy shit, I don't have Predator on my list. And that was perfect because I didn't want Wally on my list anyway. So there we go. (laughs) Beautiful. Hell yeah. Things are fluid. One last thing I will say is that there are a couple movies on here that represent multiple movies, if that makes sense. Yep. Oh, wow. Because uh, yep. I didn't want to put like too many Star Wars movies on my list, and I didn't want to. Wow. There's like maybe a couple of uh, those instances, but there are a few that I don't really feel as strongly about that single movie. But it's like part of a trilogy or a franchise or something, and mm-hmm. and that franchise means a lot to me or is so strong that there has to be something on the list to represent that. Yeah, totally. Tom is sweating because he has all three Lord of the Rings movies <laughs> on his list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> number one, number two, and number three. <laughs> well, they're together. Um, oh, my list is, I feel pretty strong about my top 25. Not They're not in order yet, but that's 
pretty much my top 25. The remainder is <laughs> just jumbles of tears. The 25 to 50s, the 50 to 75, 75 on. Yeah, I'm still kind of figuring it out as I go, but I had to lock in these. My biggest fear is as we continue doing this and I watch more stuff that I want to add something, you know, and I can't yeah. because the bottom 20. So it's like, what do I bump off number 75? And you know what I mean? Like, that's my fear. So I have, afraid of that. I have three movies that I currently have in my list at the 73 through 75 spot just there so that I can rewatch <laughs> them and like either move them way up or, you know, like scramble and like get something else in there. So it's a work in progress still, but I don't know about you guys, uh, but some movies that ended up on here, like as a complete piece of work, I don't know if it's really like my favorite thing ever, but it's either for, it, there's something special about it. You know, maybe like it's the music or it's a performance or whatever. They, for some of these choices, I decided to leave something on just because it was, because it had, you know, one element about it that I thought was really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, special to you, uh, pro, you know, profound, like even if as an overall whole, it's not... Uh... Like, you know, a start to finish, like I'll put this movie on anytime and watch it whenever kind of movie. I have some of those too, for sure. So I think we, I, I have a feeling we all have pretty eclectic mix of, uh, of films here, but. Oh yeah. Just you wait. One wow. last thing before Travis we start. This is going to be hilarious. I can already tell. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to get into it, but real How quick. How many heist movies start. do you think are on there? Ooh. <laughs> Not enough to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to ballpark it at five. I think there's five. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, before we start, I'm going to get sentimental real quick. So we are coming up on our 100th episode. We have been doing this podcast for about four and a half years now. And uh, I just want to say that I've loved every minute of it. It's been a blast. I'm glad and you guys are still here with me and we're still doing this together. Shooting the shit, talking about movies, and um, just want to say I appreciate you guys. I'm glad we made it this far. Me too, and I'm glad we've uh, stuck to it. I know we've had a couple uh, hiccups along the way, and sometimes it can be a pain to get everyone all on the same page and schedule these out, but uh, I think in the end it's all worth it, and even if no one listens. (laughs) (laughs) We do this for us. (laughs) We have the same number of... uh, of years completed as we have uh, listeners. (laughs) 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 Also want to shout out all the people who've been, who've been with us since the beginning. Um, We've been doing this for a long time. We have uh, some dedicated listeners out there. Thanks to everyone who along the way has checked out an episode, 10 episodes, every episode, anyone all in between. I appreciate appreciate all, all the listeners, but I will say we have to do, this at least partly for us or else we wouldn't be doing it so (laughs) right we don't have any ads we would uh if we started a patreon we'd probably be embarrassed so (laughs) this is you know partly for us partly for uh the people who have stuck with us and um you know we're still getting new listeners four and a half years uh into it so this is for you guys and uh we appreciate you i appreciate you too tom didn't mean to cut you off what were you gonna say Hmm? oh nothing but uh, I guess I also appreciate you and Travis and this podcast 
And uh, here's <laughs> to another 900, right? Hell yeah, dude. Oh, man. Top 1,000 list? Are you guys ready? It's going to be huge. <laughs> what, when we're 50? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, I'm going to kick this off. Um, you know, number 100, want to go with uh, a statement pick. This, this movie had to be on here. Um, it's an all-time classic, and the film is Scary Movie 3. It had oh to make the God. list. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just, I've seen it so many times over the years. I just I start smiling and laughing just thinking about some of these jokes. And um, this is a three and a half uh, star film, but uh, it's one of the one hundred greatest of all time. So both of those things can and are or can be and are true. And uh, Scary Movie Three, classic comedy. That's my number one hundred. My list is immediately less embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, My, oh, Tom, you want to say something? No, I just wasn't sure if we were doing this roundtable or if Matt was just going to rattle off 25 movies. No, no, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do roundtable. That's why we figured out the order. Um, Well, you know, just, just to kind of, as a preface, we got to go relatively quickly through this episode. And I think with these bottom 25, we'll probably have less to say than, you know, like the top 50 films. So we'll keep it relatively brief. Um, If there's one movie or one pick that we want to like have a quick discussion about, we certainly can. Um, But these will go pretty quick. I mean, we got 75 films to get through. So, um with that all right uh my number 100 this is a uh very travis pick and uh just had to show my boy some love uh it is Cresha, directed by trey edward schultz <laughs> i'm surprised uh, it's not higher to be honest <laughs> this is my only trey edward schultz film on my list um I was just blown away by this when I first saw it, and I believe it was number two of my top 10 of 2016. Uh, I just love how ambitious it is and how it does so much with so little. It's very personal, and we need more Thanksgiving movies. There's just uh, not enough classics out there, and I don't know if you want to uh, watch this with your family as like a enjoyable experience. You might want to throw on planes, trains, and automobiles instead. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a banger, and I've loved every one of his movies, and um, can't wait to see what he does next. Very cool. All right, Tom, let's hear it. Number one hundred. Signs. Yes, I almost <laughs> put signs on my list. I decided against it, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's finest film, equally funny and scary. Nice. Best part of that movie is uh, the birthday party scene, right? With the alien on the oh, man. TV. So good. Well, yeah. The other best part of the movie is when they walk in and Joaquin has that stupid tinfoil hat on. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, oh, the- reading, he's, <laughs> he's reading the book with the kid. <laughs> oh, man. Great film. All right. My number 99, we talked about it uh, a couple episodes ago. It's Alfred Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Uh, this is the only Hitchcock film on my list. 99. Admittedly, wow. haven't seen a ton of Hitchcock films, but Vertigo's my hate favorite. Hitchcock. Fucking hate Hitchcock, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to show some love. It was initially higher, but, you know, I had to go with my gut. I did some shifting and, um, you know, 
Vertigo is just a classic, classic thriller. Love the way it looks. Love Jimmy Stewart. It's just a, it's a fun romp through San Francisco. Some unexpected twists. And uh, just a classic, an all-time classic. That's uh, my number 99. Some would say the best film of all time. Some would, yeah. Not me, but... Me neither. God, I don't know who would say that. I think Sight it was and sound. Sight and sound. <laughs> <laughs> Losers. All right. Uh, my number 99 is The Fly, directed by David Cronenberg. Oh, sick. Oh, Had to no. Get... I just realized I don't have The Fly on my list. Oh, no. Oh, God. Well, you got right. time to shove it in there. If you can... Yeah, it goes I right in know, at 76, dude. right, Matt? <laughs> I don't know. All right. <laughs> so had to get Cronenberg on the list. Um, this is my only Cronenberg movie on my list. Uh, Catch me on a different day and I might pick History of Violence or maybe Crash. Depends on how horny I am that day. But uh, <laughs> I think this is somewhat of a perfect movie and probably his most accessible. It's uh, got some good body horror and some good commentary as well. And uh, Goldblum is amazing in it. That's it. That he is. All right. Tom. Um, my number 99 is... Uh, it Comes at Night. Oh, yeah. Back-to-back oh, action yeah. there. Wow, you're a bigger fan of him you than know? I am. Damn. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I don't know. I love this film. It's super creepy, super suspenseful. Um, I think I remember talking about the, the sort of rhythm to it. Uh, something I really enjoyed. So, yeah. Very cool. All right. Coming in at number 98. Um, when I was making the list, I knew it had to be here. It is David Cronenberg's The Fly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Cronenberg just had to be represented. And, um, um, you know, I, I, I'm a guy who really likes Cronenberg, but... You know, there's no real individual movie that stands above the rest for me other than The Fly. You know, kind of like Travis Travis said, you know, Eastern Promises is a banger. Uh, Videodrome is, is great. Like, I like a ton of his films, but The Fly is my favorite. So it just uh, it had to make the list. So <laughs> here it is at number oh, yeah. 98. All right. Uh, speaking of horniness, my number 98 is Showgirls. And uh, I love Verhoeven. I find this movie uh, sexy and very entertaining. I know some people may not agree with those statements, but uh, fuck those people. <laughs> uh, I just think it's a joy to watch. I love the like grandness and campiness of it, and it just reminds me of like a a big Hollywood production um, that's just like a trashy one. And uh, I love it for that. Nice. Never seen Showgirls. Other, you, you know, I've it. seen, you know, pieces of Showgirls <laughs> for <laughs> certain reasons. Back in the day? <laughs> yes, back in the day. <laughs> Very cool. All right, Tom, what's your 98? Uh, the Ring. Nice. Yeah, scared the shit out of me uh, <laughs> in middle school. Uh, and I actually rewatched this. I don't. When did I rewatch this? Like a year ago. It's still super scary. It's a good movie. Back to back horror films on back to back two thousands horror films on your list there. Yeah. Well. Coincidence you know, or uh, intentional? Uh, 
totally random. The <laughs> bottom 25 <laughs> is meaningless in order. <clears throat> cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving right along, my number 97. Travis, you're probably going to wish this was higher, but it is Billy Freakin' Sorcerer. Hey, uh, Lisa made the list. Yeah, yeah. You introduced me to this film uh, pretty early on in our friendship, and uh, it's a great movie. Super suspenseful. It looks amazing. Um, very, very interesting film. Only seen it the one time, so who knows? On a rewatch, multiple rewatches, go maybe. Up. Maybe. Go when up. I think about it, though, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a, a me movie. It seems like a you movie for sure, but <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's great enough. though. It's a it's a fantastic film, and that's why it's at number ninety seven on my list. All right, Travis. My ninety seven is Misery from nineteen ninety. Uh, mm. Kathy Bates is amazing and iconic in this. It's got a great tension to it. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while, so I can't speak too much on it. But uh, I will say Rob Reiner was fucking killing it back in the day across multiple genres. And uh, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. No, I think you're absolutely right. And there uh, there will be a Rob Reiner film later on in my list. So he will Me get too. his love here. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. All right, my number 97 is The Social Network, mainly mm. for the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. The score or the soundtrack? The score. Oh, yeah. Beautiful score. Cool. All right. Sweet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. 96 on my list is uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, I just love this movie. I've, it's, my com- it's a comfort food movie for me. I think it's fucking hilarious. I think uh, the script, <laughs> top to bottom, is fantastic. I love Jason Segel. And uh, anytime I think of uh, Paul Rudd's character in this movie, I just uh, crack up. So <laughs> one of my favorite comedies. And uh, it had to be here. So Forgetting Sarah Marshall is my number 96. My 96 is mainly here to piss Matt off, and oh, it no. is Harmony Corinne's oh, no. Spring Breakers. Oh, God. <laughs> it's my favorite Harmony Corinne, and uh, I love it as a comedy first, but uh, I do think there is some some good commentary or satire going on in it. Um, I think James Franco is amazing in it. He's very funny. I love his character. Um, and love the way it looks, love the score and the soundtrack. Had to get Harmony on the list, so there it is. Absolutely a despicable pick. I love it. <laughs> All right, Tom, what's your number yeah. 96? Oh, well, I also got pretty pretty spiteful at number 96. So once again, there's a little, there's a little uh, simpatico action going on. I chose a Star is Born. Oh God! Uh, number ninety six. Did you guys coordinate this before we started uh, recording? Just uh, <laughs> we're gonna throw off a throw out a pick to piss off Matt at number ninety six. <laughs> uh, this is on here because of how much I cried while watching it, and um, you know the amazing uh, soundtrack. <laughs> oh God! It's definitely hitting this on Spotify for a good a good three months. 
<laughs> and you and Sarah were these uh, characters for Halloween that one year. We sure were. Oh, yeah. It's got a special place. Oh, yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, my number 95 is John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, just a killer uh, killer creature feature, I guess you could call it. It's uh, love the setting. I love the special effects. Just the, you know, the practical use of the, um, you know, the, the monster and the, like, um, love the snow setting. I mean, it's just a, an awesome, suspenseful film. John Carpenter's Master. Haven't seen it in quite a while, so maybe on a rewatch, rewatch it would have been even higher. But uh, I love the thing. So here it is at number 95. It's a banger. Uh, 95 for me is Irreversible. I've only seen it once, but when I did, it fucking floored me. It felt like I was on a trip. It might be the way the movie opens and ends, but I don't know. It's just such visceral filmmaking. It's kind of hard to recommend and even watch uh, because of the, mainly because of the rape scene in the middle that just goes on and on. But uh, mm-hmm. as a piece of filmmaking, it is incredible. So it had to be on the list. It's a great, uh, it's a great movie. It's a very tough watch, but um, it's not going to be on my list. But um, brave pick, Travis. <laughs> All right, Tom. Ninety-five. Uh, Sicario. Oh, this one nice. could definitely go up for me on the list. I love this movie. Checks uh, a lot of boxes. You know, the espionage, the uh, the modern kind of combat, the stressful border crossing scenarios the score the deacons uh, mm-hmm. it's doing it all so sicario yeah Beautiful. solid pick that's a great movie number 94 for me is wes anderson's rushmore arguably his uh most quotable film i just love the premise i love the interplay between uh jason schwartzman and bill murray and, uh, you know, it's just uh, very, very rewatchable, arguably his most rewatchable film. So I love Rushmore. Number 94. I haven't seen this one. Really? That is mm-hmm. probably my favorite Wes Anderson. Is it? Are, uh, are we going to uh, see it later? Or? He will not be on my list. Whoa, not even making an appearance <laughs> wow. on the top 100. Sorry, dog. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, this is a recent discovery for Matthew and myself. It is Francis Ford Coppola. What? Co- Co- Coppola? 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 Uh Yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, love, love, love the filmmaking and the production design. Uh, every frame is a painting. Uh, love the story of Dracula. Who doesn't? Uh, kind of love the goofiness and campiness to it, and it's just—I uh, just love that it swings for the fences. It's uh, maybe not a perfect movie, but I love what it does well. Wow. I'm, uh, yeah, honestly, I'm a little uh, disappointed that you uh, have it so low on your list. It's you'll, just because it's so recent, I think. You'll be hearing from me on that one uh, much, much later Oh, in this segment. Uh, 
I'm looking at this cast list and I'm like, I need to watch this movie tonight. You do. <laughs> like, honestly, it's fucking rad. I think you would love it, Tom. I bet I would. Rewatch it and then uh, put it on your top 25 when we reconvene in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I got time. <clears throat> uh, what are we at? Number 95? 94. 94. I have Get Out as number 94 for me because of the teacup scene. I knew it would make your list. I just wasn't sure where I am. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm iffy on it, but it's in there. <laughs> no, don't be iffy on it. I'm loving I'm not these. Super iffy. It. It's on the list. It's on the list. It, w- <laughs> it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the first one to go if I if I had to put Dracula in. <laughs> All right. Uh number ninety three for me is Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. Just an all timer sci fi classic. Tears in the rain. Harrison Ford, Neon. Kind of low, shit. don't you think? Nah. Yeah, it is a little low, Matt. It wasn't, nah. It was, uh, <laughs> it almost didn't make the list, to be honest. Which which, uh, which cut are we talking? Uh, Final cut. Or director's the butt, cut. The butt cut. The butt cut theatrical? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's like 30 cuts of the film, so I don't know. I've never yeah. seen the theatrical, so final cut, I suppose. Uh, so 93. All right. 93 for me. This is another one where I had to get one of my boys on the list. This is uh, Take Shelter. Mm. And nice. uh, Michael Shannon's performance is electric, especially the scene in the mess hall. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember that, he oh, fucking yeah. burns the house down in that scene, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, I think it's a pretty powerful and just kind of important movie i love the ending um it deals with like mental illness and schizophrenia and just like being paranoid about the end of the world and I don't, there's just there's kind of a lot going on but um i think it's great i agree very cool tom oh uh sorcerer oh nice hell yeah love it yeah <laughs> <laughs> this one's on the list because, you know, of all the older films that I've watched with you guys, Sorcerer was the only one that I was vibing to. Uh, some pretty incredible scenes in that movie, especially considering how they must have been filmed. I don't even know how they filmed them, honestly. Oh, they just yeah. did it. They just drove a truck over that crazy bridge. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call him Friedkin the Freak. He's just a fucking maniac. Yeah. All right. Well, my number ninety-two, Star Wars. Any guesses on which one? The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. This is the only Star Wars film on my list. Yes, you heard me. It's the best Star Wars film. It is a fantastic spectacle of a movie. Made me fall in love with Star Wars all over again. Uh, I think it's beautiful. I think it is subversive. And uh, really shit the bed with episode nine. So it just made me appreciate Last Jedi that much more. So number 92, Last Jedi. Nice. Beautiful. Matt, didn't you have to see that a second time to uh, mm-hmm. appreciate its greatness? I did, yes. I was uh, very mixed on the first watch. Second watch, I uh, found God. I remember that. That was, uh, <laughs> was a fun time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, 
you really found God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole allegory. Incredible. Blew my mind then, blows my mind now. All right. My 92 is Children of Men. Uh, looks amazing, has some incredible sequences. It's a realistic, dystopian sci-fi movie that I think gets better with age. And um, it doesn't try and do too much in terms of world building. It focuses more on the characters and their journey. And um, yeah, for that, it's it's got to be on the list. This is uh, one of our finest filmmakers, Alfonso Cuaron. Mm-hmm. I agree. This one, I didn't think about this one, but that is a fantastic movie. You have regrets, Tom? Mm, yeah. I don't Better know. than Get Out? <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. This exercise is annoying. <clears throat> um, okay, we're on, uh, what, this is uh, 92? Two. Yep. 92. Uh, Uncut Gems is my number 92. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, recent watch. I don't know if I would keep this one on, but it was my number one of 2019. Um, I don't know. It's a stressful, panicked, um, movie. And the final, you know, I, it's the sports part that I love so much. It's the rooting for sports in a movie thing. <laughs> I can't get over it. Plus the, I mean, the deep dive into the gem and the whole like weird mysticism around the gem. Is so good. Yeah, this oh, definitely yeah. is right. This movie's right up your alley, Tom. So I'm not surprised oh, yeah. to see it here. All right, 91. Uh, for me, it is It Follows talked about it a ton on this podcast on many episodes we crowned it the uh, best horror film of the decade on some bracket episode we did um you know very john carpenter-esque love the music love uh some of the images in particular the uh the tall man in the house who like sneaks up on the girl in the hallway just gives me the chills every time i think about it it's a fantastic horror movie and uh, one of my favorites. Not a perfect film. I do think the uh, the third act is um, noticeably weaker than the first two, but this is a movie that I show everyone who has not already seen it. I- I've seen this movie probably seven or eight times, so had to be on the list. So here it is at number 91. Nice. Beautiful. <clears throat> my 91 is Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Uh, Heath Ledger's performance as an all-timer. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard to top, especially in this genre. Uh, this is what catapulted Nolan. Without this, would we have uh, such great movies like Dunkirk, Interstellar, or Inception? Who knows? Uh, looks incredible. <laughs> Redefined the superhero genre. Was such a phenomenon, and deservedly so. Um... It's maybe not like a perfect movie, and that's why it's lower on the list, but it's still a banger. It is indeed a banger. I'm a big fan of The Dark Knight. Full disclosure, it's not going to be on my list, but uh, great film. Uh, My number 91 is First Reformed. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, this one's a thinker. I loved how much uh, time we were able to spend kind of interpreting this one. Uh, Ethan Hawke's performance is incredible. And the first, uh, like, 30 seconds uh, where they're opening up on the church, also incredible. I'm still, yeah. still kind of baffled by that ending. I've seen the movie, like, three times now, and I'm still... Yeah. Haven't really quite, you know, I've got interpretations, but I just really have that still. It's an enigmatic ending still. What How movie. about the uh, the planking scene? Oh, oh. yeah. The planking <laughs> scene. I almost forgot. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> Magical realism? Count me in. Incredible. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. My number 90. I don't know if either of you guys have seen this one. Um, it is Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? Have you I actually seen it? have seen it. Do you I like watched it? it uh, maybe within the last six months or so. Oh, shit. Uh, or maybe last year. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Not on the list, but... <laughs> yeah, it's... Not uh, as much as you. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. I saw it when I was in college, and it's just... Uh, some of my favorite performances in a movie ever, uh, specifically Elizabeth Taylor. Um, I mean, it's adapted from a stage play, and you can tell it's basically just a one-room kind of movie. Um, but it is enthralling. It's uh, it's uh, it's fascinating. It's dramatic. It's um, just just a banger, and uh, I absolutely adore it. Thought about putting it higher, but. I did the thing where I was looking at it compared to some other movies and I just uh, made sense here at 90. So who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Right on. Right. My number 90 is The Killing of a Sacred Deer directed mm. by mm. Your Goat. <laughs> uh, I just love how weird and uncomfortable his movies are. This one introduced me to Barry Keegan, or however you pronounce his name. You fucking love that guy. Dude, just saw him in The Green Knight, and he was also incredible in that. I'm seeing that tonight. Um, nice. Uh, it's it's cold, clinical, and hilarious at the same time. It's, uh, it's a great movie. He's one of my favorite newer directors of like the last 10 years or so, and... Uh, We'll always be excited for what he does next. Mm-hmm. If I had seen that movie one more time, I think it would have stayed on my list. Was it in the mix? And you just oh uh, yeah, it was definitely in the mix. Yeah, that's a fantastic film. It will uh, be making an appearance on my list uh, down the road. Makes you hungry, for, hungry for uh, spaghetti. Spaghetti, doesn't it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number ninety is The Emperor's New Groove. Boom, baby. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen this movie Come on, this once. movie's hilarious. I feel like this movie had a resurgence like 15 years after it came out. And people were like, hey, did you guys ever see The Emperor's New Groove? That, that shit was awesome. Everybody, yeah, for sure. Everybody loved it when they were kids. And then they became adults and they were like, you remember that movie? And then I feel like there was like a cultural reckoning where everyone yeah. was like, do we love Emperor's New Groove? And we then do. Now it's just same thing with Shrek, right? Same thing happened with Shrek. Uh, yeah, but Shrek is a piece of trash. Emperor's New Groove is well... a riot, start <laughs> to finish. Fair, fair. I've only seen it one time. It was a long time ago, but Matt, it is 
it is so good. Give it another shot when you're uh, hungover someday. No, I'll, I'll probably you know get stoned. And watch that works it. too. I think that's <laughs> that would probably work better for me. <laughs> um, what are we on? Eighty nine. Yes. Yes. Eighty nine. Tom, you're gonna love this one. It Ooh. is Houseu, nineteen seventy sevens. Oh god! Just uh, what a riot this film is. It's uh, one of the strangest movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, I have so much fun every time I've watched it. I've seen it three or four times. It's just so bizarre. I've never seen anything like it. I think it's hilarious. I think it is uh, provocative. Like, I just, I'm, my mind is kind of blown every time I watch it. Not because it's like, you know, a masterpiece in the traditional sense, but I just, God, there's just so many weird things that you would never think you'd ever see in a movie all in one movie so it's uh it is a joyride for sure i love how sue that's my number 89 all right nice. <laughs> uh my number 89 the first heist movie on my list Ooh. michael mann's thief i thought you were gonna say heat shit nope yeah all right <laughs> i saw the rewatch uh, on this one Recently? Did it go? Yeah, you just rewatched this like a week or two ago, didn't you? No, I watched Manhunter. Oh. Pfft. All right. An- another Michael Mann flick. Uh, this is my kind of movie. It inspired so many of my favorites. Uh, love the look of it. Love the Tangerine Dream score. Has some heart to it as well. Uh, it's a banger. I own the Criterion, and I have started it several times and um just i don't know i haven't been in the mood i still have not seen thief i would say it's a little slow at times but it is it is a vibe you got to be in the right mood for it (laughs) i'll get around to it i just um haven't pulled the trigger on it again for a fourth fucking fourth time so i just gotta be in the right headspace i'll get there we'll see maybe when we do this list again 10 years from now we'll see uh, my number 89 is Zodiac. Uh, nice. Yeah, I love this movie. It's uh, it's so fun, you know? It's just one of those fun thrillers. And, um, you know, you get to put the kind of, kind of put the clues together. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've seen it. So, really, I don't remember that many details except that I was all about it. Is that the second, second Fincher on your list so far? It is, yeah. Oh, you love Fincher, dude. I guess so. <laughs> is it your last Fincher? Yeah. Okay. Bummer. All right. Well, my number 88 is Gus Van Sant's My Own Private Idaho. This is a <laughs> relatively, <laughs> a relatively recent watch um, within the past year or so. And I absolutely love it. I think it is... Well acted. I think it is uh, heartbreaking. I think it's funny. I think it looks beautiful. I just love the characters and it's um, the Portland setting. You know, it's a Gus Van Sant film. So, gotta have some Portland action in there. And uh, early Keanu. Just, um, I was a big fan immediately. Added in the um, 
the top 100. I wasn't sure where it was going to land, but 88 is where I ultimately decided it belonged. So my own private Idaho. I'll have to give that another shake sometime. Did you not like it? When, like well, the first mm. time you saw it or just not, I feel not like crazy? I was mixed on it. Yeah, not yeah. crazy. Yeah. Right, fair enough. All right. My 88 is Chinatown. Uh, this one finally hit for me on this uh, most recent rewatch. Seen it about three times. <laughs> Love all the performances. Has an incredible ending. Has that classic Hollywood period piece feel to it. It's uh, just top tier filmmaking, and I know we're supposed to hate the guy, but he made a couple great movies, and um, yeah. I need to make the time for it. It's one of those movies that I've been meaning to see for like, I don't know, over 10 years now. I just, I'd never pull the trigger on it, so. Didn't watch it in film school? No. Never, uh, never approached it. He was already Roman Polanski was already canceled by then. So right. <laughs> um, all right, very cool. I'll have to come back to that one. Tom, you're uh, 88. Yeah, uh, my 88 and my 87. I'm, I'm, I'm just not that excited about. But <laughs> for what it's worth, here they are. Or here's 88. Manchester by the Sea. Ooh, not that excited about it, huh? No, I mean, it's a great movie, and it's got, obviously, an incredible performance from Casey Affleck, and it's just really, really fucking depressing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I don't know, it's it's like a knife in your stomach. Yeah, but it does have some uh, humor to it as well, but ultimately it it is uh, very depressing. It was just such a powerful movie. It felt like it belonged on the list. Yeah, I still I still haven't rewatched it. I started it, I don't know, maybe six months ago, and I got maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes in, and I was just like, uh, I just, I, I'm not in the right headspace right now to watch this, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to turn it, because it's a long movie, too. You know, it's like close to two and a half hours, I think, so still still pending second uh, second watch, but... It's a fantastic movie. It made my top 10 that year. I don't remember exactly what year it came mm-hmm. out, but it's a great movie. 2016. Oh, yeah. That would have been our first uh, our first episode, right? Yep. Shit. I think it was in, yeah, it was in my top five. I don't know exactly where, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. Very our cool. first year with Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right. My number 87 is the strangers the uh, horror slasher we've talked about it on the show before but i just think it's really scary um still freaks me out i think it's very effective i like the lack of score i like that it's a lot of just uh you know creepy images in the background it's very uh, focused on establishing a mood and just it's just fucked up the ending of the movie just uh the fact that they uh there's re- really no motive to what they're doing i think uh it's one of the most frightening things i've ever seen so the, the strange home invasion movie uh no that okay. is coming much much later for me <laughs> but uh modern home invasion yeah i'm a big home invasion guy and uh the strangers is one of the very best so 87 all right 
my 87. This is not a troll pick. Uh, I fucking love this bear. It is Paddington 2. <laughs> Everyone loves that movie. I knew it would be on here. Uh, yeah, the first one's amazing. Second one was even better. Can't wait for the third. Um, they're just a delight. And uh, anyone who's not a champion of these movies needs to get fucked. <laughs> I, I don't know how you can't not like the Paddington movies. I just, you know, I yeah, don't like them enough I to put it on my list. I them, Matt. <laughs> Fucking love these movies. You and half of Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. Them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I figure Vinny will want to watch those types of movies at some point. I'll catch up with him then. Oh, he's just so cute. You'd you'd like you'd like them, Tom. I don't. I don't. I would be surprised if you like love them, but they're great. I do agree. Paddington Two is a little marginally better than Paddington One, but they're both fantastic. All it's right. The mar- it's the marmalade scene in Two that really sets it apart from the first one. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> All right, uh, eighty-seven. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Marriage Story. Ooh. This one, you know, I I really loved this movie. Um, I put it in my bottom twenty-five just because it's so recent, and I feel like I need a rewatch to determine if it's really like an all-timer for me. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It was honest. It was powerful. It was um, it was funny, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that. Eighty-seven. Great pick. I need to. I still need to rewatch it as well. I, uh, I think it's a fantastic film. Maybe Noah Baumbach's best film. Probably either that or Squid and the Whale for me. But same. Of the ones I've seen, it's his best. Very cool. All right, number eighty-six. Sorry, were you about to say something, Travis? Nope. Oh, I thought I heard a lip smack. Was that you, Tom? Oh, it's probably me. Yeah, I'm doing <laughs> weird stuff with my mouth. all right number 86 is an absolute heater desperado robert rodriguez (laughs) this movie fucks for sure it does uh it is just so sexy and just the actions it's ultra violent and um Antonio Banderas' character, El Mariachi, is just, he's mysterious, he's suave, he's just an absolute monster. Uh, the, the the sexual tension between him and Selma Hayek is through the roof. Um, it's just a blast. I've been watching Desperado since I was too young to be watching it, to be honest, and uh, recently rewatched it within the past six months or so and loved every second of it. Desperado is the best Robert Rodriguez movie. You are really selling this one, Matt. I have never seen it, surprisingly. You gotta. It's amazing. Gotta do it. (laughs) All right, my 86 is the one that Tom said that he took off his list right before we started this. It is Wally. Uh, it is one of my favorite Pixar <laughs> movies. I love the relationship between Wally and Eva, right? That's her name? Mm-hmm. Eva. Um, love how the first third or so plays out like a silent film and totally works. 
Um, the animation's great in it. I mean, you know, Pixar, that's pretty much all they do is make bangers. So not much else to say, but it is one of my favorites, but not my favorite. Wow. There was a time when uh, WALL-E was my favorite Pixar movie, and um, it's not anymore. And then... <laughs> It's just, I don't know. I rewatched it within the past like year or so, and uh, that second half just—it's noticeably worse than the first half. And I just, I don't know. I love, 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 love the first half of Wally, and not that the second half is bad. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. That was more. It was more noticeable, noticeable to me, like that dichotomy between how amazing the first half is and how just kind of you know good but not great the second half is. So. It it has a, uh, I'll I'll say the word plummeted down my uh, Pixar rankings. So, Ouch. Uh, did not make my list, but I still think it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong; it's all picked. The, the highs are high. Very true. Some of the best that Pixar has ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, your number. Oh, sorry. Eighty-six. <clears throat> yeah, one on eighty-six. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the right thing. I saw this first about a year ago, um, and I don't know. I, I talked about it a lot then. It, it's just uh, I don't know. It's a really powerful movie. It feels as true today as it did when it was made, uh, and it really sucks you in. Even though initially I was a little turned off by by kind of the um, the staging of the whole thing. Um, yeah. It's my only spike movie. We, uh, we watched that movie like in the wake of the death of George Floyd and like the protests that summer. So mm-hmm. definitely felt very, um, prescient and timely. Cause that was the first watch for me too. And, um, I couldn't, I honestly couldn't believe what I was watching <laughs> when yeah. I was seeing it. And, um, yeah, you'll be hearing more from me on that one uh, down the road. Yeah, the only thing I'll say, Tom, you got it way too low, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a uh, particularly pleasurable watch for me. It's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> okay. Um, Number 85, even though I'm the doc guy, I think this might be the only documentary on my list. Um, it And it's a recent one, too. Uh, it is Minding the Gap, mm. coming in at number 85. Uh, this is just as much about skateboarding as it is about masculinity and starting a family and being a, a, a millennial or just a young person in, in America. And it's just um, incredibly powerful and, and well-constructed as a documentary. And uh, I fell in love with it. I've seen it. I think three times. Um, absolutely love this one. Mining the Gap, number 85. Has some right great on. moments, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 85? Yes. Is District 9. It put Neil Blomkamp on the map. He hasn't really uh, quite struck a chord like this one since, but... Uh, Works as an action movie, but also has a lot of heart. I love the ending of it. Uh, it's a beautiful shot, beautiful moment. If you remember what I'm talking about, 
mm-hmm. I like how it's staged like a documentary. I just thought it was very creative and inventive with its story and budget, and it uh, completely worked for me. You stoked for District 10? Is that coming out anytime soon, or <laughs> did I miss it? Well, that's been in the news over the past like week or two, because Neil oh, Blomkamp okay. said it's going to... Uh, be about uh, an important topic in American history is the quote that people were running. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's been a bunch of backlash from conservatives who are like, God, I fucking hate PC woke culture. And it's like, did you fucking watch District 9? Like, <laughs> it's been political the whole time. But oh, yeah, it, it's in the works. I don't know if he's like filming it yet or anything. But He's been tied to so many projects it's not even funny yeah um, it's hard to really know what he's working on but uh <laughs> yeah district nine loved it still do haven't seen it in a while but i'm sure i would if i watched it again so it's on the list sick cool uh what, this is 85 yes take shelter oh hey yeah gotta get my guy michael shannon on here <laughs> It was either this or Nocturnal Animals. I, I opted for Take Shelter. Michael Shannon is in... Oh, yeah, he is in that movie. Yeah. I need to rewatch that thing. That probably would have made my list if I had rewatched it. Yeah, same same for me. That was another... <laughs> that was another... If I'd seen it one more time, that and Killing of the Sacred Deer and probably a couple others I'll think of later if I'd yeah. seen it one more time. That's what we call fringe picks. <laughs> fringe picks. All right. Uh, my number 84, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before or not, but it is Michael Hanukkah's The Seventh Continent. This is his, uh, I believe his Whoa. debut feature. Um, and it's it a deep is pull, Matt. <laughs> very underseen, <laughs> underseen, uh, not as uh, recognized in his filmography as I think it should be, but it is brutal i am not lying when i say it's one of the most like bleak detached cold films i've ever seen in my life like not just the subject matter but also the way it's filmed it's not an easy watch but i have never stopped thinking about the ending of this movie and um what it says about modern culture and um i was incredibly impacted by it and it's uh it's a fucked up movie not for everyone. It does take a great deal of patience, but um, if you've got the patience, I think it's worth it's worth the time and the watch. So, the Seventh Continent, number eighty-four. Wow, right. I haven't seen any Hanukkah movies. I've seen most of his big movies, but some of the smaller ones, like this one, I have not. He's a banger. There will be uh, there will be more Hanukkah to come. Oh, yeah. He'll be on my list as well. Uh, My 84 is Matt's favorite director, Eli Roth's Cabin Fever. no. (laughs) Cabin Fever? Oh, my God. What is happening? His finest hour. (laughs) Uh, This is partly on my list just to make Matt mad, but uh, beyond that, I find it very funny, and uh, I I don't really have much else to say, but I do find <laughs> it very funny, God. and uh, <laughs> it's kind of got homage or pays homage to older horror movies, especially that take place in a cabin, 
It's uh, kind of doing what Cabin in the Woods did before Cabin in the Woods. Um, haven't seen it in a while, but it's just really watchable and a lot of fun. So it's on the list. I can't believe that. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good choice. Uh, <laughs> 84. The 13th Warrior. Yes. I knew it would be here somewhere. I wasn't sure how high you would go, but it's gotta be it's gotta be in here. Uh Vikings, mysterious, um, supernatural, possibly forces at work. Uh a an Arab that changes a big giant Viking sword into some sort of curved like scimitar. Awesome. What what more could you want? Nothing. Perfect film. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> glad I made the list, Tom. I knew it would be there somewhere. My number 83. This is the only superhero film on my list. And it is Spider-Man 2, the greatest superhero film of all time. Absolutely Weird. love it. Recently rewatched it. Start to finish, it's just so, so like stylish and it, it like especially in the the mar the modern Marvel era we find ourselves in, it just has its own like unique identity and you can attribute all of that to Sam Raimi. Just the action sequences are so kinetic and fun and uh it even made me cry on rewatch there's a moment uh <laughs> towards the end where uh peter's uh it's it's the sequence with the 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 subway track i mean it's, it's like the above ground train where he like doc mm-hmm. ock is attacking the thing and he like there's like a christ moment where he like collapses and the the new yorkers like carry him to the back of the train and i teared up a little bit and it's a it's a fucking banger of a movie, and uh, I love it. So that's Spider Man Two. Does Spider Man Two have the uh, the upside down kiss? No, that's the first Spider Man. Mm. Also, that... also a decent movie, but Spider Man Two is way better. Mm-hmm. It's all about Doctor Octopus. Yeah, fantastic comic book villain or like super <laughs> like movie comic book villain he's so good uh my 83 and this will come to a shock to most my favorite film of the alien franchise prometheus not a shock to anyone who listens to this <laughs> fucking show <laughs> hell yeah dog well i guess maybe most people would not agree with me but uh it is my favorite. I do love the first one as well, but uh, I don't know it's just a little too slow at times for me. Um, Prometheus, on a production level, is insane. I love the first like twenty or twenty minutes or so. I don't remember how long of Michael Fassbender's character just like living on the spaceship by himself and mm-hmm. watching Lawrence of Arabia. Um, love the action in this movie. I saw this in 3D IMAX back in the day and it fucking blew me away. <laughs> um, I think it's, I think the, the gripes that people have about it are unjust and, uh, it's just an amazing sci-fi like 
epic blockbuster epic it's great so what happened uh what happened is this is there some revisionist history going on here i could have sworn you bumped it down to a 4.5 after i talked shit about it the whole time we rewatched it that one time yeah and then i realized that you were just a dark cloud hovering over me and <laughs> i re-rated it back up to what it should be rated. oh no <laughs> fair enough love, though love that <laughs> nice Okay, uh, how are we doing on time? Uh, Do we need to keep pick it, up the keep pace? Keep it rolling. Well, I mean, we've got we we don't have too many picks. I think we're if we keep this pace going, we should be done by uh, like twenty minutes. That's good, Mom right? You got to be out of here in twenty, right? Right, Travis. Mom hasn't called for me yet. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, my number, whatever we're on, is Black Swan. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a dark film. Uh, I found it rather exciting at moments. <laughs> Psychologically like, like, like exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Uh, yeah, I think everybody's seen Black Swan. Knows what the deal is. Cool. Uh, what are we on now? Eighty-two. Yeah. My number eighty-two. Mm, no, I thought eighty-one. Because I just did 82. What? Did I get skipped? I haven't said my number 82 yet. Because I did Spider-Man 2. That was my eight, That's my 83. And then... I should have done one. You did Prometheus. Did Prometheus. That was my 82. What was your 83? Cabin Fever. What? I haven't missed one of mine. I don't... Oh. Did oh. you miss one of yours? Fuck, I definitely missed one of mine. Oh, but God. we're talking picks ago. <laughs> what? Okay, so what? Walk us through what happened here. Uh, my 91 got skipped somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just jumped. <laughs> well, right, what, so, what's your 91? So well, can I just move it into my. Uh, yeah. Wait, you're I gonna mean, move just, it just, up a full like no, 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 seven no. Just, spots? Yeah, it's no, fine. just talk it's about fine. it. Just talk about it after Matt goes. So we're... yeah, what? so we don't get out of order, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tom 80... goes last. You go first. I go second. It, okay. It'll be fine. All right. All right. Just uh, see. Feels like we're jeopardi- jeopardizing the integrity of the list here, but what? Just relax. No, man. no. One hundred to seventy-five. <laughs> it's they're all interchangeable. It's fine. <laughs> All right, well, my number 82 is uh, Children of Men. Uh, I can't Sick. remember which one of you had it. Was that you, Tom, had it earlier? That was Travis. Um, that's just a great movie. Um, I haven't seen it in a few years, so I've been dying to rewatch it. I was planning on rewatching before we recorded, but didn't get it in. So 82, it's just, um, it feels uh, like it's a more and more real possibility. As uh, we keep uh, descending into this hellscape that we call modern uh, <laughs> modern life, it's uh, incredibly staged. There's some amazing sequences in this movie. I think Clive Owen's great in it, and um, just just a fantastic capital M movie. So number eighty two, Children of Men. All right, my ninety one. I mean eighty two is another Paul Verhoeven movie. Robocop. 
Oh, nice. Uh, just a fun and ridiculous, over-the-top action movie. Um, it's got some satire in there. It's got some uh, iconic imagery. Um, love the love the RoboCop suit itself. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, that was the first watch for me relatively recently, and that's some great definitely a blast. Action. Some, some of the best. What? Squib? Squib? Yeah, like the, the blood packs. What? You know what I'm talking about? No. What are, you, what are you talking about? Like It's like a special effect, but a practical one. Squib? Is it like the little, yeah. like I guess, like blood packs blood that packs. explode? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know they were called squibs. I thought that's what they're called. That's a Harry Potter term. That's what I know squib. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you learn something new every day. All oh, right. my God. I just realized I don't have any Harry Potter on my list. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, it's not too late. This is only the top 25. You can uh, get some Harry Potter action in there's, there. There's no the rules in the, the first 25. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, 82. I'm going back to back. Aronofsky. Requiem for a Dream. Mm. Uh, this one, you know, this is one of those movies that everybody decided was their favorite movie around 2009. <laughs> um, but I'm sticking with it. It's still a great movie. Really deeply unsettling. Um, awesome score. And, uh, a real gut wrencher. Yeah. It's definitely effective at what it's going for. Great movie. All right. Uh, what are we on? 81? Yeah. My number 81 is relatively recent film. Uh, we have talked about it on the show at length, and that is The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Whoa. Absolutely love the look of this movie. I love the score. It's just so whimsical and just just my kind of movie. And uh, every time I watch it, I find new things to appreciate about it. It's um, moving. It's funny. Um, and I just, I love it. So originally it wasn't on the list, but it popped into my head. And then I put it in there and I was kind of shifting it. And this is, uh, this is where it wound up. So absolutely love it. Sarah would be pleased with your selection. Nice. All right. 81, Travis. Let's hear it. 81, my favorite Terry Malick film, Badlands. Um, it's got that whole Bonnie and Clyde story and feel to it. Uh, it was a huge inspiration for A True Romance, another one of my favorites. Uh, love the score. Absolutely amazing. Um, it's just a beautiful movie about people doing bad things and uh it's great yeah it's uh it's top it's top great. five top five malik for me for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right tom 81 uh eyes wide shut oh nice yeah just the mystery of it all and the um the weird weird sexiness of it really uh really gets my blood going Mm-hmm. Opens with uh, Nicole Kidman, just uh, bare-nipped in front of a mirror <laughs> or whatever. What, what a way to start a film. 
Yeah, I saw this for the first time not too long ago, just a few years ago, I think. Although the passing of time kind of eludes me these days. It was probably actually like seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number 80. Yes, number 80. This is another uh, relatively recent first watch. It is Jodorowsky's The Holy Mountain. Ooh. One of the weirdest fucking movies I've ever seen in my life, but I was enraptured by it. It's just so bizarre and provocative, and I've never seen anything like it. And I was uh, entranced start to finish, and I, I can't wait to rewatch it. Again, this is just a, a one-time watch for me, but well, nothing like it. I love it. So number 80. It is one of a kind. I will give you that. <laughs> uh, my number 80 is Dumb and Dumber, a classic comedy. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that still holds up today. Uh, so quotable, so funny. Not much else to say. I am so mad that I didn't think about Dumb and Dumber. It's not too late. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I have to kick something I like a little bit more. Um, <laughs> all right, my number 80 is Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Matt? Uh, my number uh, 79 is Raw. Oh, baby, I like Raw. So this is... Uh, Travis, you and I saw this one... Uh, it wasn't part of SIF, but it was like a SIF-sponsored screening, right? Am I remembering that right? That sounds right. Um, <clears throat> rewatched it uh, within the last year or so, and I think it is kind of funny. It is filmed beautifully. I love the way it looks. I love the soundtrack and the score in it. It keeps you guessing. It's... Um, it's gross, you know. There's some body horror kind of fucked up elements in the film as well. And uh, Julia DeCourneau's new film, uh, Titan or Titani. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait. It's my most anticipated of the year. Uh, won the Palme d'Or. And uh, Raw, what, what a first feature. Um, absolutely love it. So number 79. I've been uh, meaning to rewatch that. Still just the one time for you? Mm-hmm. Got to get it in there, bud. Did like it a lot. Never for me. Oh, man. You'd like it too, Tom. Don't watch it with Sarah, though. I bet she'd hate it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's it, is, it is pretty... It is a feminist film, but it's also pretty gross, so... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Proceed gross with caution with that one. Gross isn't her thing. <laughs> All right, uh, my number 79 is The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. I've only seen this once, caught it on, I think, Criterion Channel a while back, and it blew me away. Uh, it's a very sexy movie. It's got a uh, very hot in her prime Helen Mirren. Um, some great sex scenes, great production design, uh, some great themes as well, and just an amazing climax it is amazing and kind of hard to track down but i would uh highly recommend it if you can get your hands on it 
Yeah, I've been dying to watch it. I just, um, like you said, it's kind of hard to track down. I must have missed when it was on Criterion Channel. So I'll get there. I'll get there. Very cool. Cool guy pick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Had to have cool a couple pick. on here. <laughs> uh, 79 for me is Coco. Nice. Uh, this is a really visually beautiful movie i love the music i love the story um yeah definitely one of my top one of my top uh animated films of all time yeah coco is a banger for sure number 78 for me i mentioned it uh earlier in the show but it is predator just one of the all-time great action films. I've been watching it since I was, I don't know, 10 years old. Seen Predator probably 15 times or so in my life. It's um, the definition of machismo. And uh, just turns <laughs> you into a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, I feel like I just am um, absolutely jacked every time I see it. The Predator as a creature is iconic. So scary. Uh, you wouldn't want to fuck with Predator. And uh, iconic ending, too. So, Predator. Love it. Number 78. It's too low, Matt. Too low. Whoa. There's other action <laughs> movies. It's not my favorite. So, there's there's some others that had to be higher. Fair enough. My 78 is John Carpenter's They Live. Wow. Uh, it is a very fun movie. And it is also uh, a timeless movie in its uh, theme about consumerism. It's, uh, yeah, it's just very entertaining. And uh, it's got that uh, that 80s vibe to it that just totally works. I've only seen it once. And uh, I do like it, but it uh, didn't leave that much of an impact on me. So I need to revisit that one, I think. I remember... Liking it a lot more the second time around. Hmm. That helps. Yeah. I'll have to check it out soon. All right, Tom, 78. Uh, only saw this one once. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, nice. A lot of Spider-Man representation on these lists here. Yeah, I just thought this movie was so fun and so creative and so like awesome to look at and really funny. Um, I, I had a blast with that movie. Nice. All right. Well, we got two picks left to close out this episode. So number 77 for me is Lynn Ramsey's You Were Never Really Here. Uh, this one has gone up on rewatches. It's just so, I mean, it's been referred to as a tone poem, which I, you know, I, I suppose I agree with that descriptor. It's, uh, very atmospheric, pretty loosey-goosey with the plot, but Joaquin Phoenix gives one of his best performances. It's ultra-violent. It is a fascinating character study and um, one of the best endings of the past, I don't know, 10 years or so. I love the ending of this movie. Um, I think it's a fantastic, one-of-a-kind film. So you were never really here. I didn't know it had room to go up. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was like number six on my list when we did whatever year that was, 2017, I think. Yeah, 2017. Wasn't super high on my list, but on rewatch, it uh, 
It went up. It's one of the best films of that year for sure. Uh, Good choice. Yeah, it's, it's a banger. You guys are making me wish I had put a couple more recent movies on my list as well, but uh, it would have been too recent heavy then. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough line to walk. We know which recent movies are going to be on your list. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. My 77. This is a, a childhood discovery of mine. Uh was just flipping through the channels one day. Caught this at the very beginning and loved it from start to finish. It is Chris Columbus's Adventures in Babysitting. It is. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. It's uh, got the uh, the one night craziness vibe to it. Um, it's just a fun movie. And, wow. um What's it called? The whole uh, search for <laughs> Thor just really adds to the movie. Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, Adventures in Babysitting. I've never it seen it. <laughs> starring Elizabeth Shue. It's a great Is movie. Ba- Babes in Toyland? No. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I haven't All seen right. it in a long time, but I saw it way back in the day. Loved it. And then I watched it again when I was... Uh, Unpacking one of these uh, recent moves and still a banger. So had to represent it. All right. Well, right sweet. On. Tom, 77. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 77 is three billboards mm. outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Um, you know, Francis, dark comedy comedic drama the argument for the ages yeah <laughs> you want to phone a friend on this one <laughs> uh i love this movie i need to watch it again i could see it going higher or leaving my list entirely to be honest um but for now it's number 77 nice my personal uh favorite movie from that director is uh seven psychopaths and uh, got dropped from my list uh, coming down of the last week or so. So Martin McDonough is not represented in my list, but Three Billboards is a great movie. I agree with you there. All right. Final pick of the episode. This is number 76. And for me, that is Richard Linklater's Dazed and Confused. It's the ultimate hangout movie. It's timeless. Uh, it's very quotable. It's just very chill, put on in the background or, um, you know, a lot of good memories associated with this movie. And it's just, um, it's timeless. It's a timeless classic. I love every time I rewatch it. It's just so funny. It's heartfelt. You get those existential conversations between characters that are trademarks in uh, Linklater's films. So um, won't be the last Linklater film, but. It is the first on my list so far, so Dazed and Confused, clocking in at number 76. All right. Uh, Ending this segment with a bang. My number 76 is The Revenant. (laughs) Only seen it once, and uh, some people probably think it's a bit overrated, but I'm not one of those people. Uh, I think it's... um, 
incredible filmmaking. It's very visceral. I love the like perseverance and journey of the main character, and also the the revival or rivalry slash like revenge element of it with uh, Tom Hardy's character. It's uh, I don't know. It just kind of blew me away. I was in a trance in the theater, and uh, it's a very special experience. So I had to get it on. I the was. List. One of the last to leave my list, Travis. Uh, yeah, great movie. Um, my number seventy-six is another Richard Linklater film. Matt, Ooh. can you guess which one? Um, boyhood. is it Boyhood? It sure is. Nice. Uh, I loved this movie. I, I haven't seen it since it came out, which I guess was quite a while ago. Um, but I was kind of blown away by the fact that it was actually filmed over 12 years. Um, I thought it was a really beautiful story. I loved the the way that it ended. Um, I loved the relationships and kind of the evolving dynamics between all the characters. Um, yeah, Boyhood. Yeah, it's a great film. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the first installment in our top 100. So we'll be back next episode running down. What is that going to be? 75 through 51. Yeah. She'll get huge. We'll see what kind of tweaks are made between now and then. What kind of chaos ensues. We already had a couple audibles called live on the show. So (laughs) just chaos around these parts. So... (laughs) Make sure you subscribe to the feed. Stay tuned for the next installment. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody who has stuck around with us all these years. Any new listeners, thanks for joining us. Appreciate the um, the streams. Tell your friends. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with the next part in our top 100. That's going to do it. Thank you, everybody. You take care. Adios. Adios.